The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the third chapter. Jesus went home, and the crowd came together again, so that Jesus and the disciples could not even eat. When his family heard it, they went out to restrain him, for people were saying, He has gone out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, He has Beelzebul, and by the ruler of the demons he casts out demons. And he called to them and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but his end has come. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man. Then, indeed, the house can be plundered. Truly, I tell you, people will be forgiven for their sins and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit can never have forgiveness but is guilty of an eternal sin, for they had said, he has an unclean spirit. Then his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside, they sent to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, your mother and your brothers and sisters are outside asking for you. And he replied, who are my mother and my brothers? And looking at those who sat around him, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, our Lord, our Rock and Redeemer. Amen. In Mark's Gospel, Jesus' ministry begins immediately with healing, confronting powers and principalities, and encountering the power of unclean spirits and demon possession. And in response, in today's Gospel reading, the Pharisees and the scribes level a charge against Jesus, accusing him of being in league with the ruler of demons. His own family arrives on the scene saying he is beside himself or out of his mind. Responding to their accusations, Jesus takes seriously the realities of Satan and other demonic powers his direct speech about Satan makes us uncomfortable because in our secular age, we live in a largely disenchanted world. We're talking about the devil is more and more awkward and more like telling a story about ghosts or alien abduction or Bigfoot. Whatever our understanding of those powers are, the reality that Jesus names here 
is that we are captive to the powers of evil signified by Satan. Powers that continue to seek our allegiance even now. The proper name Satan comes from the Hebrew word that simply means adversary. Biblically, Satan names that which is working against God and against God's kingdom in the world. These are the powers that capture us and cause us to hurt ourselves, to hurt others, and to hurt God. And captive to these powers in our communities and our neighborhoods and even within our congregations, we become the house divided that Jesus references as we continue to label people out of their minds and in direct opposition to the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, we demonize other and dehumanize the ones who stand outside, the refugee and immigrant, the person with brown or black skin, the convict, the poor, the homeless, those who are differently abled and those whose mental health is compromised. Nearly four years after comedian and actor Robin Williams' death by suicide, suicide returned to the news this week following the deaths of designer Kate Spade and chef Anthony Bourdain. In addition to having resources and celebrity, all three of these beloved sons and daughters of God had the unfortunate distinction of belonging to a group of people, those between 45 and 64 years old, who have the highest suicide rate in our country. 19.21% of that age group commit complete suicide in any given year. But the next highest group affected is those 75 and older at 18.59%. And across age groups, veterans account for 22% of suicides. No one is immune. And yet, despite its prevalence, Despite the fact that each year more than 44,000 Americans die by suicide, and on average in our state, one person dies every six hours, mental health conversations remain difficult. And conditions like anxiety, bipolar, depression, and psychosis remain highly stigmatized. The first words of Mark's gospel say the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. But in his book, Jesus and the Disinherited, Howard Thurman wrote, Christianity is only good news if it is good news for those who stand with their backs against the wall. 
Thurman's words provoke us to recognize the ways in which too often today, people affected by mental illness still live with their backs against the wall. And it's not only those people, the ones we don't know, it is us. It is our children and our sisters and brothers. Fully one in five adults experience mental health conditions every year. One in five. And because few of us grew up in settings where mental health was openly discussed, we think, I just need to be happy. I should just be more positive. I just need to work this out for myself. And when we don't find that way forward all on our own, without medication or professional help or counseling, we become more frustrated and more disappointed and more critical of ourselves. We churn in an eddy of disease, shame, and misunderstanding with voices echoing in our heads. I am unforgivable. God punishes and condemns me. And I have no purpose. And those are lies. Those are the very evil lies that Jesus names when he exposes our captivity to the strong men of our lives. Today's gospel demonstrates that truly we are enslaved to oppressive spiritual forces, and God is acting in Jesus as our liberator, our emancipator, and our rescuer. The good news that Jesus brings is the assurance of grace that says, I am forgivable. God loves me. And God has a purpose for me. And it is in those moments when we are free to experience the gracious and stunning love of God. It is really important to say out loud right here that people who complete their deaths by suicide are not outside of God's grace. Their disease tragically altered their lives and brought about their premature deaths. But they are not separated from God's love. A clergy friend shared the story of a congregation he knew where a row of eight headstones sat at one end of their cemetery. Each of the markers was for a person who had died by suicide. At the time of their burials, those graves had sat beyond the fence around the cemetery. They were considered outside the grace of God at their deaths. Since then, compassion had prevailed and the fence had been moved so that today they stand united with the other saints who were laid to rest there. Maybe you remember those days. Thankfully, similar changes have happened in the majority of Christian traditions. 
And today, Christians who die by suicide are interred or inurned with the same rights of committal and commendation as anyone else. For each of us here, confident of God's mercies made new every morning, we can live this gospel's good news out loud in our lives and in our congregations, neighborhoods, and communities. If you are struggling, know you are loved. You matter. You are wildly loved. You are not alone. Stay with us, please. Your brain chemistry is broken, not you. Ask for help, seek counseling, work with a doctor to manage the right dose and kind of medication. Freedom awaits. But hear me when I say that if you cannot do any of those things, it doesn't change the facts. You matter. You are wildly loved. You are not alone. Stay with us, please. And if you are healthy today, and it is always today, because mental health isn't static and set, it changes and depression can come roaring back into a person's life without warning. If you are healthy today, Learn the number for the Suicide Prevention Hotline. Learn about mental health first aid and QPR trainings that will equip you to respond to others whose mental health is affected. Advocate for comprehensive access to health care. Learn about warning signs of suicidal thoughts and behaviors and learn how to listen non-judgmentally to people when they are hurting. Learn and share information about the resources that are available here in Shelby and Cleveland County and walk alongside people who are hurting without trying to fix them. Following Jesus, we are freed to open our imaginations to see the world that Jesus sees. Whereas Paul writes in Romans 8.21, we obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. No longer a house divided. We are free to become a community where we practice care and love and reconciliation. Working out the messiness of our lives face to face with real people. That is who the church is called to be in this hurting world. Pray with me. Healing and life-giving God, thank you for your son Jesus who defeats all the powers of evil that persist in this world. Thank you for your abundant and healing mercy and grace. Give us courage to confess our dependence on you and name our sin and willfulness when we try to go alone. 
strengthen us by your Holy Spirit to follow Jesus into the world with your love. 